Plot, Elis, 2017. Written by T. Gill. In a strange world where people share numerous deformities, the same problem we all face challenges each of them, to find someone who accepts you as you are. Sometimes, that means finding yourself first. Voice over off. When you're blind and watching movies, what will you find? A blind superhero whose superpowers are acting like he's not blind. A sighted actor overdramatically touching people's faces. Or maybe the whole joke is that they're bumping into different places. A spectacular. to Citizen White Cane, the podcast that uses disabled character first language and speaks in the first person about our disabled lives. My name is Sky McLeod. I'm Melissa Bakta. And today we are talking about Pieles. There you did it! Yes. Pieles. <laughs> um, and I like how I had to get I the voiceover just pronounced it so badly um, it's is in kind, the it's English kind of amazing. that I had to switch it to the Spanish one so that it doesn't butcher it. She's like peeless or I don't remember what she says, but oh, it was no. so bad that I was like, I can't, I can't consciously do this. So um, yes, which means uh, skins and also sometimes is listed under that, but it's confusing because there's like TV show called that and there's like another movie. So it's, but that's, yeah, that is what it, in the English in. Translated in English, English yeah. that's what it means. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, it depends on where you're watching it, what it will... Right. What right. it actually says the title is. So wh- when I searched for it on, on Netflix, I just typed in Pieles. I typed in the Spanish title and it comes right up. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have had to do that. I don't remember exactly. I was having trouble searching things. But yeah, I did. It is easy to find if you look at the... You, right. Yeah. Type in Spanish name. Yes. Uh, this. So this is a film from Spain. It's it's described as a social satire, which uh, it's is yeah sort of. I would ag- I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree. I think th- that because it is described as a sa- as a satire, that kind of sort of lends. Um, it 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 gives explanation to why the movie is shot the way it is and why this even the set dressing is the way it is and it's it's very much uh black mirror it's very much our world but different our world but askew yeah is black interesting i don't watch black mirror or i like avoid it for uh, specific reasons but um (laughs) understandable uh black mirror is more um sci-fi Right, Dy- right. Sci-fi dystopian. And this is much say. more lo-fi kind of. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm using Black Mirror as a, as a comparison because Black Mirror is the same way. It's it's our world, but something is different. Yeah. Or it's a world, but something is different. It's interesting because it's like this, yeah, something is sort of different in this, but then it's also like we're just following different characters with... Um, that are considered like deform, quote unquote, mm-hmm. by the 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 world's building, and some of them are right. just actual people with disabilities, right? Exactly, um, yes. and um, and then some of them are made up things, which only like yeah. one or two are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I 
I straight up adore this movie. <laughs> I had I had a true gosh darn honest to goodness experience watching these movie or watching this movie. I I came away sobbing. Aww. By the end of it, happy tears. Good. Yeah, yeah, like good, no, good feeling. You know, that was a happy aw. Yeah, I assume so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, this, I want to program this at the Clinton for Disability Pride Month. Yeah, like, I don't. I, I, I think we deserve uh, a couple of. I think we could program like a really cool slate of movies that talk about disability. Yeah, and, and like all our favorite movies on this podcast, it is directed and written by a queer person. Of yes, course. and this it's this <laughs> yeah. movie is LGBTQ. There is there is queer romance here. Yeah. Which yeah. is great. It is funny how I think we've liked like three movies and they've all been like written and directed by a queer person. I know. So well, it is hey, what it do you, seems what do you think like that says? <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Even though I think most of them have been able to or all of them maybe have been able to so it's interesting. Yeah. But I think like I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, Yeah, I guess there's like some sort it is interesting that we haven't even had that many we've like had no disabled mm-hmm. <laughs> directors and writers, so that's why. Which but like sucks. But yeah, yeah it does suck. Yeah. But like the fact that so many of the portrayals at work are like from a queer lens mm-hmm. and even like mm-hmm. sometimes using disability as like also an allegory for queerness which is I feel like this movie definitely does I think so too yeah and I mean even though this movie hits you with its point with with a sledgehammer I yeah. mean it's yeah, it, it really is does. it is not subtle but all no. and so I was thinking about that I was like man it's really not that subtle however I think for the topics that it is talking about and the people who need to see this movie, I don't think subtlety would work on someone who truly needed to see something like this. Yeah. You have to be blunt and you have to take it to such a far and away extreme. And yeah. It that it's works. like in a little bit or in your face. Kind right. Of. Right. Which is, I mean, I do love that we, even though we were talking before we were recording, how so many of the actors are beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous people. I mean, <laughs> intensely beautiful. Which oh, my God. pretty sad since, like, they didn't need to be. But for what the movie is saying of, like, you know, there's the kind of, like, all human beings are have value and, and deserve love, which I guess is sad that we have to, that, that the way I'm phrasing it makes it sad. you have to have a satire to, to get this point across. <laughs> yes. Um, But like, but it it is, yeah, it is kind of interesting, though, watching the movie, you do have so many of the main characters are very un either just unconventionally, like they're just not considered attractive in any way or like, you know, have facially, like a lot of them just have um I don't don't know what is the facial differences? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't want to say deformities because that's not. But I know, no. but this is a frustrating. We they need to say figure it in the out movie, what the actual but... thing in the. I, yeah, because it's just like this has come up like at least five times on this podcast, and we don't. If please leave us a voice message uh, if or you comments. know the right or just anything. Yeah, if you know a good term, politically it's... correct way to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, we, let's go through everybody. We have Laura, which. Was, probably the reason why we why you picked this movie she is our blind character no i picked it because it's so pink that's why oh of course um (laughs) (laughs) yes this is yeah the blind character yes i we can't talk about a movie technically um if it doesn't have a blind character so yes yes, laura is our blind character Mm -hmm. and she has no eyes at all right yeah she just doesn't even have like she doesn't have eye sockets which is i guess probably not a 
I was like trying to think like is that a thing like it's maybe but it seems like it's know. probably extremely uncommon at least if it is a thing that people yeah her she just doesn't have the remnants of eyes right anything. right it's not like yeah. they're removed or she has no, no, glass no, no. Yeah, eyes or anything out. she just doesn't have anywhere to it's, put them it's like you drew a character without eye like right. without exactly the existence it is exactly of, like that yeah. yeah yeah so anyway so we so we have laura and then we have samantha i'm Ooh. gonna i'm gonna try real hard um okay <laughs> So Samantha, I, there's a way I want to say this, but it's crude and mean. And uh, well, this is Samantha has a disability that does not exist in any right. way. Right? Okay, great. Okay, fine. So Samantha has a butt face, basically. <laughs> yes, so basically. her her bottom is her front and is on her front, essentially where her mouth would be, and her mouth is um, where her where butt, her would, butt be. would be. Yeah, where, which is not a thing that exists. <laughs> at all no no yeah no but that is that is her disability yeah that is her that is her lot in life so we have so we have laura samantha um anna who uh who has it in my in my mind the like the best way to describe her is it looks like she had a stroke like a major stroke and her the whole like one half of her face is basically just kind of just kind of melted she looks a little bit like dolly painting a little, yeah oh, that's a great way to describe it. yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Looks, she looks a lot like a dolly painting she is seeing guillermo or Gere, uh who is her boyfriend who has just um his uh looks like deadpool <laughs> the best way is the best way i can describe it um deadpool without the mask yeah, yeah. um so his skin and hair are are Patchy that and, is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, because he is—isn't he canonically um, a burn victim? I think so. I think he was burned. Yeah. yeah so that is. I mean, in this movie, a lot of the, a lot of people just have real disabilities, <laughs> like that they aren't like made up, mm-hmm. like, or they have some fanciful element to that, but they are pretty right. Grounded. Um, and then we have Christian, Christian, which is he has his is really interesting because I've seen this type of condition performed before on other like medical shows like there is an episode of Grey's Anatomy that touches on it obviously it's not dealt like it's not dealt with very well uh (laughs) but it is a real condition that he has right right where he thinks that his legs don't belong to him right and uh wants to get them amputated because Mm -hmm. they don't belong to him which okay so reading this character like the first shot i was like oh i wonder if they're non-binary and he's or, not right canonically no. non-binary but i was later on i was like oh i think he's like tr- like a trans metaphor i think so too I, yeah because <laughs> i've and again i am not a trans person i have friends who are trans people but i'm i'm not trans so like i'm shooting from the hip here but the mermaid allegory is something that uh, a lot of kids with gender dysmorphia talk about. Yeah, yeah. Because mermaids technically don't have a gender. Genitalia. There's there's no genitalia. It's a tail. Right, right. So that is – so he sees that as his ultimate – like that is perfection. That is his beauty. That is the body that he wants. Right. And, yeah, it kind of – it is – yeah, it is interesting, like, to – I was like, yeah, I guess it's just, like, slightly above – 
the like what like the body dysmorphia but it's like it's interesting yeah like even him saying that the his legs don't belong to him right. it's like these aren't mine. i've i've had that feeling before like i kind of know what he's talking about of like you know feel like this doesn't belong to me <laughs> like this yeah. is like it's not i mean and i am fluid so i it's like things come and go it's like I mean, it's slightly different, but I don't know. So depends on who you ask if we're allowed to be trans people or if we're not. Um, but, like, being fluid, it's like sometimes I'm like, oh, this isn't... Like, it, it is that feeling of, like, it's not just you're born in the wrong body. It's just, like, certain parts feel like they're maybe don't really match and the, at the moment. Right, and the only way you can feel whole and feel good about yourself and see beauty in yourself is if those parts are gone. Right, or shifted in some way. Right, and I think right. there's, like, something to be said about, like, there's a lot of gray, I mean, gray areas and just, like, what can work for someone doesn't always work for every, like, trans or non-binary person. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we do have a pretty wide variety of, like, things that we need, and that's why medicine needs to be more, like, understanding that we should be the ones to figure out how we want our body to oh, be. Yeah, and like of course. being, just being trans doesn't even mean that you need to get an operation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's a right that people should have access to, but not one that they need to take necessarily. But, I mean, it is definitely in the movie, it's, like, his story follows also a very, like, the tragic, like, trans kid who, like, his parents are shitty and abusive and are basically telling him that he's wrong for being who he is in this case or wanting to be who he wants right right and um yeah yeah and yeah so then he winds up at i mean spoilers for this movie um (laughs) um, he does wind up by trying to get his he tries to have a car um run over his leg so they get amputated yeah yeah yeah. and so and but by his legs running over he uh, like we find out kind of midway through the movie that that he's not they weren't he bleeds out and it's not right doesn't survive so which is really sad um but it did it does have that like you know, like the to all those, the you know, high among like like uh, young trans uh, people. I think trans women especially, but I don't. Yeah. I think both. Um, you know, there's a there's high suicide rates for especially, and then like the biggest factor is like family, and if family accepts you or not um, as who you are. So, you know that it it parallels that story in a lot of ways. Um, right, and I don't. I don't think that's an accident. Yeah, definitely not. That that, it, that feels like out of everyone's story, that feels like one of the most purposeful. Yeah, it does. It definitely does, and it's interesting because it is like a, a real disability too. And like, mm-hmm. so there's also that that it's kind of interesting because even though this movie does, ha- I mean, really, it's just Samantha who has a disability that doesn't exist. Right. Right. I mean. Laura is essentially is blind. Like her, that's yeah, she's, yeah. She's a blind person. It's like, like she, usually people have eye sockets, right, and maybe a glass eye or, or you know whatever. But right. Like, well, I mean, she does. Her father at the beginning oh, of the yeah, film kinda. buys her these beautiful pink diamonds to put in place of her eyes, and she and it. it I mean, it makes a very striking visual picture. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so she has these beautiful huge diamond eyes basically and she ends up becoming uh a sex worker which is really interesting yeah well i think and i think she's kind of like a sex worker throughout isn't she yes um but yeah it's kind of yeah her whole 
subplot. What do you think of the diamonds? I mean, other than them being like a very, it is a very striking mm-hmm. um, image. But I also wasn't like I didn't know what what they were like, what they symbolized. Vision, or what they were. honestly. Well, v- vision and or normalcy, having normal, having all of the quote unquote normal parts to function. In a normal society. But in a way, and I mean, like, people don't have diamonds for eyes. No. There's nothing normal no. about that. So, okay, so <laughs> so take away so take away the diamonds and just say that they're prosthetic. Right. You don't, well, they're, like, glass eyes. Like, yeah, glass yeah, eyes, yeah, right. Yeah. Like you don't need those. What, what besides cosmetic. Yeah, they are kind of like What a, purpose do they serve? Right. Like they're a, not. Right. Glass eyes only serve for, and, and also for the way you're perceived. Like, glass eyes aren't there right. to do anything the, for the person no they're for, they're, uh, they're for the other people yeah it's they're for, for the, other people right they're for they're for sighted the other people. sighted people yeah exactly. yeah exactly so so her whole arc is she learns to she learns that she doesn't need them yeah she learns you know who gives a, a crap about whether i have prosthetic eyes or not i don't care they right, don't help right. they don't do anything for me and, and at first she was very dependent upon them yeah it's kind of like a way I mean, maybe a way of like the way people interact with her should change the way people interact with her, right? Yeah, because you know she would have two. Granted, they're in this movie they're diamonds, but like I said, yeah. glass eyes. You know, she has two prosthetic eyes. At least you know, that would make her more palatable, right, for people. And then what she realizes by the end of the film is, fuck that. <laughs> I don't like I am me. I my skin is my skin. I am who I am. I'm beautiful. And if and I don't need to be validated by all of these people. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I I lack something fundamental. Right, right. It's like it's not a lack, it's a it's a difference, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well and that's and her her story especially with I I never caught this woman's name, but the the woman who steals her diamonds, the what? the waitress. Yeah, her character is yeah. actually just yeah. Her character is named after the actress who plays her, but I don't know if it actually is in the movie. I think maybe why on IMDb it has her real right, name is because she doesn't have a name. I don't in the think movie. she has a name. Yeah. So so <laughs> we're okay. So so and I I reacted viscerally to Laura and Itzia's story because this is. It's it is the same stuff that I've gone that I've gone through that I'm still going through as far as being like I see myself in both Laura and Itzia. I am a I'm a disabled person who is yeah. bigger. Yeah. And you know, I do not fit the definition, quote unquote, of classical Western beauty. Yeah. Basically. And so fuck that. Right, exactly. But fuck I mean, that. but also like, yeah, I was thinking that when I was watching that, I was like, oh, this is, yeah, yeah, well, you just talk about it. I don't right. <laughs> well, okay, so that and the fact that, so you you see a lot of bodies in this. You see a lot of skin. Uh, yeah. And, but. <laughs> that's appropriate. Yeah, that's very appropriate. <laughs> but I think if this were an American movie, uh, you wouldn't see all of the bodies and all of the skin that you see in this movie. No. And there's no shame in it. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of just like lounging around. Right, just being or... being in your skin. And these people are, again, in America, don't match the, the, the conventional Western definition of beauty. There's old people, there's bigger people, there is um, people who just aren't movie stars you know, or movie star like attractive you know right. or whatever and there's a lot of disabled people and, yes and there's and there's a lot of disabled people and 
all Laura wants is to touch someone. She is she is touched by other people as this thing, as right. as this object, basically. I mean, I'm not saying you can't find fulfillment in sex work because you can. I don't think she. I don't think she necessarily hates what she does. I don't think she's being forced to do it. Yeah. But she wants. She wants to touch someone. Yeah. Yeah, which is not. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of. It was like having that close connection with someone and it not right. feeling transactional. Right. And it's not, and some of it, well, that's what I love about the scene between her and, and Itzia. And that's when I just started sobbing because it is, not only is it touch, but it is, it is sexual. There is a little bit of sexuality to it. And as a bigger person, as a disabled person, it was just so... I, and I just it was it I was just filled with awe like that is the best way I can I can describe it. I've never seen anything like that yeah but to film before and yeah. I'm sure and I've not seen every movie ever so you know there's I'm sure there's more things like it but to see my body on screen not played as a joke right or right. as a punchline yeah is really cool it's important I mean even yeah. you know it just to, and just to see even when Itzia, so uh, Itzia ends up, we're totally jumping around here, but Itzia basically ends up stealing Laura's diamonds to yeah. pay off a bank loan. And there's one scene in the movie where she goes home, she swallows them. She goes to see Laura and she steals them and she swallows them. And she has to pass these fucking diamonds and they're huge. <laughs> they're not small. And so she has to, um, she resorts to basically giving herself an enema yeah. to get them out. But I just like it isn't played as disgusting. Like if this were any other movie, if this were a raunchy comedy or a, a, a you know, I don't know, like a, a fuck, I don't know, I don't know. But if this were in America or play, it's not played for laughs. Like her body is just allowed to exist, right? And the the camera, we're not trying. Yes, it's not. She's, yeah, yeah. She's I not agree. shot. Yeah, like she's just. This is her and her. This is her body. Yeah, she's doing this crazy, insane thing. <laughs> sure, absolutely. But yeah, just the like that she swallows up to hide them is kind of a, it's over the top, right? It's and over absurd. the top. But it is like it is. I was really expecting it to be more either gross out here or like played for laughs because of her body in like an offensive way. And I right. I agree with you that it was just kind of yeah that it was. I think this movie in a lot of ways is just like it's about disability and queerness and like you know size diversity but just how like bodies are like not they're you know they're just such an important part of our li- yes. you know, lives in a way that like you is unescapable and like I think they're it's just kind of like there there's nothing to be ashamed of how they work and all of their functionings and all of our like you know mm-hmm. the way humans <laughs> you know sexual desires of people and things like that it's just yeah it is i i think in a lot of ways just kind of like celebrating the the um i don't know body diversity i guess yeah also just like how they're functional bodies are functional right right (laughs) and right i mean even a body like samantha's which this disability is clearly made up and this is just absolutely the most absurd thing you could think of (laughs) and you could do so much awful stuff to this character and yes something something does some of it does happen and i 
yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I don't know. I have a lot of trouble. I don't necessarily think that she's so she's sexually assaulted, basically. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think. I think the scene the because of the way it ends is necessary. Because I don't, I don't want to see that. Like I, yeah. I just, I don't like it. I, I don't. But that's also the scene where we kind of see a glimpse of Samantha coming into her own. Like she takes her power back. Yeah, she does it in the most odd way possible. But you know what? She doesn't. She can. And she doesn't. She can. Yeah. 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 It is. It is like a lot. But I, I do like that. As a character in the end, she doesn't seem like, like you could have just, like she gets beat up a lot and has a lot of unfair, unfair things happen to her, but it does, yeah, it does feel like in the end there is a level of agency that she's able to get throughout the movie that she doesn't have at the beginning of the movie, right. which I think like makes her character more like sometimes we'll watch movies where it's like this character doesn't have any agency and then by the end it's just like they met the right person who had agency and like got them you know to a better place but mm-hmm. it's like she she is able to gra- get her own agency by the right. end which and, I think and, is more satisfying than yes and in the end I mean she does meet a we I don't know if if he's the right person I have a lot to say about Ernesto but <laughs> yeah but she does meet someone oh my gosh and of course um th- we also have Vanessa who is um who is a little person who works oh, yeah, yeah. yeah who works on a children's TV I show. I love her character. I like her a lot too. Yeah. yeah she's so her story is rather short, but I, I like it. Yeah. So should we start with Ernesto or Vanessa? Oh my god. <laughs> Pick your probably probably Vanessa because okay. I think it's she's, easier to do easy, her story. Her story is easier to talk about. Yeah. As in it could be plotting. a very short film yeah. almost. Yes. Like and she doesn't super interact with any of the other characters. Right. So. She's kind of in this satellite she's orbiting around everything yeah, else. even so, though she does have so, yeah she has some relationship to all the stories but not as direct right because yeah. she permeates ev- everything because she works on this children's show called the pink bear which is really uh popular and yeah she's a she's a little person who plays the title character she's in a bear suit the whole time and she's making lots of money for the network but she's tired so well, because she, she's uh, pregnant. Right, she's And we pregnant, find out that yes. she did in vitro mm-hmm. um, fertilization because she wants to have a kid. Right. And so we have, like, some of her scenes are her, like, getting ultrasounds and they're talking about how the baby might also be a little person and then when she finds out that they will be, the baby will be, she's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, it's my baby. Yeah, it's my baby. So, yep, yep. like, which I, that was really nice that it was just, like, that 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 part of the movie because we've seen so many things where it's like oh so much drama and it's like mm-hmm. it's not really that dramatic <laughs> you have a disability and your kid has a disability you're going to it's love like your kid right yeah. and like you are actually it's really awesome to be a disabled like person and have a disabled parent so it's like cool to bring someone in the world who could have that experience so it's oh, not yeah, a bad definitely. thing at all but like definitely. um and that she's doing in vitro I liked I I like that too it just felt very on eugenicsy to me in a way of just like she's like no 
I'm gonna fucking have a kid and you can't tell me to get an abortion. Like, there's something very celebratorily like, no, this is what I want to do. This is, what, you know, it's my choice right. to do. And I think that is a really cool thing because I, I feel like that part of, like, family planning gets forgotten about. And mm-hmm. it is really important to disabled people is we should have the right to actually have kids because that is not, that's a right that's been taken away from us many times. And that is, there's a like long history in the last, like, hundred and something years, at least, at, definitely in this country, of, like, making it so that disabled people cannot have children and are sterilized against their will. So to it is kind of, it was just really nice to see a character who's disabled who's like, I am i don't even have a partner. I just think it's, a, I want to have a kid and I'm going to do it and I'm going to, like, you know, use, like, uh, in vitro and then I'm going to, when I find out that the kid is, is disabled, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Right, <laughs> That's my right, kid. Right, right, right. I'm happy about right, that. Right, exactly. And, I mean, obviously the TV execs are not happy about it. Of course. Uh she still technically has three episodes in her contract, and she just wants to cut loose and and be done. Right. And they're not, uh, they're not, they're not about that. <laughs> but I, I think what was really poignant in that scene, in in the scene in her dressing room, in Vanessa's dressing room, was you know the TV executive is trying to get her to stay and everything, and he's like, look, look, look at all this fan mail you're getting, and there's a message that was left, and <laughs> the message is like, Pink Bear, I love you. You make me so happy. You make every day worthwhile. You know, da da da, and. Vanessa just turns to him and is like, yeah, but that's not me. Like, the pink bear makes her happy. Anyone could be the pink bear. Yeah. But it's not me. And then he, you know, and I'm going to have, I'm pregnant. I'm going to have a baby. Why are you doing that? Because I'm lonely. (laughs) Because I want to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I like that. And then the... I mean, and then there's the whole thing where they throw, where she throws the suitcase of money oh, out right. the window. Yep, he gets he gets a suitcase full of money to try and get her to stay, and she's just like, nope, throws out the window. And then he, like an idiot, like what the fuck? I I don't know, but he dives uh, out the window headfirst, and obviously lands splattered on the sidewalk. Right. So, so in the end, Guillermo gets the money. To have his reconstructive surgery. Right. Which I, I thought it was, I mean, I think the fact this movie has so many disabled characters, I kind of like that they did do a lot of different things. Like, I think, because sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie where you just have one person who is disabled and then they're like, I'm going to do reconstructive surgery because, right. like, who and would want this face? Like, some of that stuff is really, I'm like, uh, and like. that's the whole, that would be the whole plot of another movie. But right, this, right. Yeah, no, this is, there's so many different relationships, but so many different aspects of relationships and like ways people have relationships with their bodies as well like and 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 also i think his character is because he is canonically a burn victim and he also is probably born with more um in more conventional like as a more conventionally he would want a disabled person right he would want to seek this this route right which is like also you know i think we have a long way to go on like it's always it is a very complicated conversation because it's people do treat people especially if your face is abnormal in some way like you do get treated really badly and like it is really hard because it's like for me I'm like well that's that's on everyone else like it's not why should someone have to change their body to like accommodate other people like fuck them but like but at the same time I do understand how that like it's like 
you're not going to change everyone's opinion. Right. And so it is like a difficult, it's a hard conversation, I guess. Right. (laughs) At first I felt really angry with Guillermo because I'm just like, oh, great. So you're just going to go get reconstructive surgery and just leave Anna, you know, out to dry or whatever. But in the, in the end, I think in, in their relationship, I think it was the best possible thing that could have happened because he left and got what he wanted and now he feels whole in himself and and loves himself and Anna also got what she wanted and feels whole in herself and loves herself yeah I like that this movie does kind of just say like yeah some people want medical things and some people don't and like there is this I think the movie's ultimate thing is like yeah there's a diversity of what people want which I I think definitely works in this movie sometimes I get sad when it is like especially with blindness because I'm like Mm -hmm. come on that's just a different way of seeing the world like (laughs) there's nothing (laughs) wrong with you I mean obviously there's nothing wrong with anyone who feels like they need to get medical stuff but I mean I guess from like a trans lens as well there's like Mm -hmm. there I think I guess as a disabled person with like like trans non-gender conforming identities i see both sides like i would never want my eyes to be changed because i love my eyes and the way they are yes but at the same time i understand why someone would want to change their body because that is something that i've experienced of wanting like Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know and i've struggled with it because for like I don't know what to do exactly right. as it like because right. there is a fluid person it's hard it is very hard to like even know for that but I think that that I understand both sides of it and I think this movie is kind of about both queerness and disability mm-hmm. and and I think that that kind of and you know I think there are people who are disabled who choose to like get surgeries and it makes sense in their you know in what they're going through and their circumstances like it isn't it like as much as I'll get mad and be like it's clear cut there's no (laughs) there's no gray area I mean there are some gray areas and on the like grand scheme of disabilities you have to have a lot of different types of conversations about that stuff and like and some of them there isn't really a right or wrong answer like we should both like people should not if their face looks different than other people's face they should not have to like be discriminated against and you know the world should not be right like harmful to them but also it should be people's choices i guess well and you see yeah and you see all of these different relationships played out too with with the the disabled characters and their parents i mean you see uh samantha's dad especially you know he loves her it's not it's it's not the kind of love I would ever want. It is, I've had that and I've had that kind of love and I don't, I, it's not, very it's good. not very good, but it's, it's especially the, the birthday cake scene or the birthday dinner scene is really, is really interesting and it's outrageous and cruel and, and I'm angry because I can see it from Samantha's side, but I can also see it from the parent's side because I've been there, not yeah. as the parent, but like I, 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 I understand. I mean, yeah. he, basically if you, well, and the, the the shot keeps cutting back to unicorns, to a unicorn in particular. I'm like, well, okay, what's going on here? Okay, well, well, what does a unicorn symbolize? Well, if you think if you think about it, a unicorn is um, innocence, purity, naivete, basically. Right. So, and Sam, uh, Samantha, and a lot of the disabled people are pastel. Like that's just their color tones. Yeah, pastels are light. They're baby colors. They're innocent. They're spring. They're youthful colors. Um, but these are also things that need to be put in a box and protected. And so he buys her a uh, a unicorn mask. 
And it's this, you know, ugly, garish thing that you'd buy at any Halloween store or whatever to, for, to scare your friends or something. But I'm just like, you... And he's, oh, you're perfect, you're perfect. And I'm like, you would rather see your daughter covered in a bag, right, essentially, basically, yeah. basically, than look at her face. Because yeah, even really you, sad. even you admit that her, that you think her face is just so grotesque. Right, right. And that, and then you see that when he leaves, she takes off and she's crying, which, of course, because what the fuck? Dude. Right, of course, yeah, no, that's but awful. But, like, yeah, it is, and I think, like, it is that, like, overprotective, if you go out being the person that you are then you could mm-hmm. get beat up i mean i think it's like i mean that also is like and if you're does. out if you're out and gay like right. that's the same right. idea of like parents being like i just don't want you to get right. hurt well, think or about, whatever think, think about the unicorn again as it's a, yeah. as a symbol of lgbtq culture yeah yeah no. absolutely the pastel colors yes right yeah it I mean, is I'm not, I'm not saying every every lgbtq person likes pastel colors but still <laughs> There is kind of, it, 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 yeah, it has a common, it is interesting, the pastel colors, I was trying to figure out what I thought about that. I mean, they are very much like baby colors, and I wasn't mm-hmm. totally sure wh- why. Well, innocent <laughs> colors. Innocent, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, in a literal sense, right. like, colors people right. use about, like, oh, the baby is this gender, or sure. whatever, which is mm-hmm. like, you don't actually know the gender of the baby, obviously. Right, right, <laughs> um, right. But, like, it is a very, there is something kind of... I mean, I don't know. It almost makes it kind of feel hermetically sealed in a weird way. No, yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. I, I, yeah, I get, I get what you're trying to say. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting though, because yeah, I was trying to figure out what like what I thought of that. Because I mean, we talked about obviously like disabled people being like infantilized but it didn't yeah like it was if it was doing that it was on such a subtle level that it didn't totally feel that way and we do have very sexual characters that are like not the a lot of the disabled characters are definitely played as genuine adults like they're not infantilized at all no they want they want love they want a physical relationship they want a sexual relationship right they have like very like a a lot of them have super adults like kinds of their you don't have like that many the man children are actually almost entirely able yes which is so cool (laughs) i'm just like i don't see that it is Almost pretty cool ever. that so many that actually there's like I think Ernesto is probably the one of the more one of the only actual empathetic non-disabled characters actually. Yeah. So <laughs> Ernesto. Now to get to yeah, now to let's him. get to Ernesto. So Ernesto is in a relationship with Anna basically, and his mother catches him. Just um, masturbating to her picture. Yep. This is yep. a very odd scene to introduce both, all three of those all characters. All three of those characters, yep. And I'm just like, You're oh. Just like, wait, what? What is, I, like, I had to literally, like, just be like, okay, I need to catch up here. I don't, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, uh, sh- so his mother just is terrified and horrified and how could you love someone who looks like her and throws him out of the house. Right. So, of course, he goes running to, to Anna. And then they have this very awkward and a uh, dinner conversation, which is is incredible, uh, basically about you about Ernesto only wanting her because of of her of the way she looks. Right, which Anna is says this, yes, and he does, and in the end he says like, no, I like you, not just the way you look. Right. So it is kind of like. Yeah, it's like who do you really who do you believe? Right, who do you believe in that scene where and it's just like he's saying that. It is, and it's hard. It is actually hard. Right, and I'm not sure if I believe Ernesto. At least I didn't 
think I believed him until the end of the movie. But but then again, I'm still I still don't trust him. I yeah, it is interesting because I I understand that I weirdly just did believe him. I mean, I think I think about like sexual imprinting sure, or something where it's sure. like <laughs> your early sexual experiences sometimes can inform later ones, and it's all just kind of a weird thing. But like, and it's there are some really problematic things. It's it did actually remind me a lot of like I've heard um, a lot of like. Uh, Asian American people mm-hmm. talk about you know being uh, fetishized yes. and like on dating apps and stuff right. like that. Women specifically, because the men it's the opposite. They don't get as many like it's yeah uh, weird. Um, that's a whole other entire podcast of like people talking about it for every week. But yeah, um, but it did remind me of that kind of like talking about fetish being fetishized and how do you. Like, if you are with, like, a white guy, how do you know that, like, that's not, it's not about right. a fetish well, and, and, and then it's that, about you, yeah. Right, and then I went down a whole spiral of, like, okay, this is really interesting because now we're talking about attractiveness. Like, what makes something attract, like, what are you attracted to? What makes someone attractive to another person? Right. And I'm like, okay, so visually, I don't give a shit, honestly. Like, like just pure visual. Right, of right. someone is definitely like I'm not gonna. It's not. It's, I will never get there. I'm. I'm like I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. Right, I and it doesn't tell you much. Right. Information oh, you're or any pretty. You're quote unquote pretty. Great. Good for you. Like I. Cool. And for blind people, it could almost be the opposite where you're like, oh, but that means you you know you're attractive and probably get away with like being an asshole sometimes. <laughs> and so sometimes you don't. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. It's like the visual aspect is hard to for us specifically mm-hmm. to understand. <laughs> so it's it's so, yeah. So it's really hard because Ernesto, I think I never I never thought that he doesn't that he didn't love her that he didn't have feelings for her. I just wasn't. I just could never pin down. If it's because he's fetishizing her or if it's because he genuinely loves her. And I, like I said, I just don't trust him. Yeah, it's hard because I I did. I think that like if even if he didn't like, I mean, (laughs) I definitely believe that he 100% with no reservations believe that he loved her so it's like one of those hard things where i'm like was he lying to himself like you believe that he thinks that if nothing else like right you know so it is like this yeah the layers of like kind well, of and yeah. then and then anna has has you know hooked up with this other disabled person right right because you know is is does she like does she love Guillermo? like does she have feelings for him is she with him because she's more comfortable because he is another disabled person Right, and, and that, it's and you can't, and it's not really super, like I mean that part's not super clear. But she does. It is kind of interesting, yeah, because well, because she does wind up leaving him mm-hmm. when he's getting the reconstructive surgery, and that's more to work on herself and like right. what her path is. And I I bought that emotionally. Oh, yeah, I bought course. someone yeah. who was like emotionally not in a place to be in a committed relationship and like just kind of <laughs> spinning about and then be like oh fuck I think I'm just not I just think this is not right. what I want right I th- now I think I just need to focus <laughs> up on me and that that read like because sometimes I get frustrated with the character I'm like 
like you're acting like you're like totally in love with this person and ready for and then you're like no actually I want time to myself and you just kind of want to punch him but like I was like "Eh, yeah you can feel that with her because she is kind of she doesn't seem especially excited about either of them all that much like she does seem to like him but like I don't know it's just not really doing it for her yeah she's she had like a good like a cat like vibe of just being like a little bit less excited about being in a relationship which is which also was kind of cool to have a character to have so many disabled characters and one of them just being like I'm courting two guys but then never mind actually I'm good yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) well and so so through a series of, of events Ernesto finds Ernesto and Samantha are basically going to kill themselves on this bridge, essentially. Yeah. And they, Ernesto finds Sam and gets her home and they fall in love. And literally the last shot of the movie is, well, it's the second to last shot of the movie. The second to last shot of the movie is them making out. ATM. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, it's amazing how... It just in I started at, at, in one place and just at the end of the movie just was completely in a different place because you look at that and you're just like no like what the fuck I mean it's just it is but then I was like wait a minute wait a minute, okay wait a minute wait a minute this is this is technically like like people do this yeah yeah like this is normal like people right, right. people do this it is so, part of the like grand scheme of all sexual acts and stuff yeah so i'm like huh okay you know it works i i like that too i mean it is i that's another thing we're like oh queer guy like right that's exactly what i thought i was like oh okay cool 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 (laughs) right and and again you know this is satire this is it's so everything is over the top everything is played to the nth degree it is this movie is melodramatic as hell yeah i mean i'm not saying things aren't taken seriously because they very much are but it is but funny. it's very it works and it's because like sometimes that stuff just completely turns me off sure or something but i i feel like this it kind of worked because it was being melodramatic in the service of ideas that weren't so problematic like because sometimes i get frustrated with melodrama when it's so obvious that it's like sexist or ableist or something mm-hmm. like but i feel like this worked well because it was the you had all these disabled characters and none of the melodrama came like some, I mean, some of it came from like discrimination and stuff, but it didn't. It never felt like the writer was being ableist, at least. <laughs> like right. it always felt like it was coming from a genuine place of like you well, know appreciating the humanity of all disabled people. And, right, exactly, and wanting to understand and wanting to tell uh, tell a story, uh, tell talk about aspects of of life, of of humanity, of beauty, of ableism, of or ableist of disability that just don't get talked about. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, and it's definitely, yeah, I do like that it's kind of, like, both graphic, but then also, like, not that graphic. No. Yeah, I mean, even, (laughs) granted, like, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't like sexual assault in any form in any movie. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't like to watch it. Me neither. It's, but, this is one of the most tame versions I have seen. Yeah. Honestly. Like, and it serves, it truly serves a purpose. Yeah. As yeah. much as I don't like it, it truly it does. It does it does serve a purpose. It is interesting. I mean, I I also like this movie did have genuinely it had all of the characters had happy endings, but none of yeah. them were like the most conventional happy ending you could have. Right. And I liked that. I mean, even 
in a way, I kind of I loved just um, seeing uh, what is his name the the teen who thinks oh Christian yeah Christian uh, I I love that when he when we see him die it's like mm-hmm. or we don't see him die specifically but when we see like the image of him coming as like uh turning into we see him as a mermaid yes, but like yes that's and the I, very last shot of the movie is him in, in his true form basically. yeah yeah and i love how even before and before that like he has we see him like coming uh, as a kind of a ghostly figure and he has like he has no legs and like right. and it just that made me really happy because i like when you hear people like <laughs> when stephen hawking's died and everyone's like in heaven he'll walk and you're like fuck oh, you fuck you that's so ableist <laughs> that's yeah so fucked no, up fuck to say you. that like yeah. and i just love the opposite picture of that like that he got to be <laughs> he got to this not gorgeous like, go to mermaid and yeah and then he got to like, be a mermaid in whatever afterlife he's in he's his true self and i'm i'm sad that this character had to die right for um, that to happen for that to happen but um, but i think you're right unfortunately that is how some of these stories play out in real life which is really sad and shouldn't happen no at the same time i mean it could have like it's weird because it also didn't like glorify suicide i mean he really like in the end they deem it as a suicide in the context of the movie but it really even wasn't a suicide it was him trying to get his leg like right it wasn't actually suicide but it was self-inflicted but he dies with a smile on his face yeah like for one like for it's agonizing and painful and horrible but for 10 minutes or however long it took him to bleed out he was his true self which is you know it is like one of it's weirdly if you think about the actual what actually happens it's extremely tragic but then they're in the context of the movie there is something kind of like it it, there's something sweet about it it's a meta right i mean it's a metaphor for for um um top surgery or any kind of you know surgery yeah essentially and there are i mean i think it is actually you're right it's more like the stories of like especially earlier on but this i think probably still happens when people i mean it has to still happen if people don't have access to right medical care Mm -hmm. that like getting surgery is either the you know, unreputable people or and before the right. technologies were good, like you're you can gonna, die on dopamine sure, for that. You're going to go see, it's, yeah, this is your only option is to go see some black market somebody. Yeah, which is like, I mean, it is very sad. I think people like don't, you know, you don't, you don't want to hear every story of a trans person be about that, which is interesting because he's not actually a trans person, like, or at least right, if he is in we, the movie. We can't confirm that he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he might be gay. He might be trans. We don't know. But he's somewhere on the spectrum somewhere. Maybe. But Maybe. like, we know that he has an allegorical, right. <laughs> allegorically right. trans. Well, and that's, and that's why the, the scene between his parents, when, when his mother, um, Claudia, when she puts the mermaid tail on him because he was really great at sewing. We oh, find yeah. we find out that one little detail about him. He was a really great sewer. And so she puts the this mermaid tail on that he had made and just touches, like just feels herself to try and understand what her son is was going through. And I'm just like, it it's so infuriating because it took him having to die. Right, right. Having to seek this thing out himself and doing it wrong and dying for you to finally get one tiny little infinitesimal glimpse of what your kid is going through yeah it's really sad 
I do like also in the news report they're like the parents are being investigated for child abuse. Right. It's just which like, is yes, it's okay. just like yeah, it is kind of it's just a small thing, but I was just like I was like, Oh yeah, it's kind of like that was the happy ending mm-hmm. that could exist is that the there was acknowledgement that what they were doing was wrong. Well, and then we find out that, so Christian, we see this tattoo because he's obsessed with this tattoo. It's a, just a generic like mermaid tattoo. And we find out that uh, his father has that tattoo as well. And right. Claudia proclaims that he's sick in the head and he's sick. And I'm, and so. Well, because he's a pedophile. Right. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah. good. Wanted to, just wanted to confirm that because that's what I thought, but I think I missed that somewhere in in translation yeah, yeah. i did okay. i had to like look things up because it is kind of it is one of those things also the subtitles sometimes go by pretty yep, fast too so fast. Yeah. i actually did turn it on german because i was like okay and it did help a little bit because i was like i understand oh, more than if it's spanish oh that's great so that okay. helps a little so bit because I, I did understand the spanish i did i mean not word for word but i figured we yeah. would both be coming with like a little bit of understanding of the language and just trying it but there was a couple times where i'm like okay i didn't get the right. first part well, and i had plus, to like figure it out this is Spain, Spanish, Spanish. So, ev- so everyone, you know, talks with the lith, the t. Oh, yeah. So, so it can be really hard to understand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, necesito hacer cosas could come out as like you know, necesito hacer cosas. It, so it's it's hard. It's really hard. To, it can be really hard <laughs> to understand if you've never right, right. if you've never heard it before. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, so there, him being. Uh, a pedophile is part of the context of the movie um and i mean it is interesting because i was like here i was like reading reviews and people were i actually read more reviews being like people don't understand when they say it's glorifying pedophilia which is like true and i didn't i didn't actually find that many people saying it was glorifying pedophilia yeah, because how it's do you, not really no what it's, it's not i don't I mean, like, it's not even he, not really. It just he isn't left like that. them. Like that's right. the reason why he left. Is he's and and Claudia knows, and they they both acknowledge that he's sick, and there's something wrong with him. Fundamentally, wrong with him. Yeah, and that gets into a more complicated conversation. Right. Yeah. That I don't. I there's honestly a, just a, don't know what to think. There's a very interesting story on about on this American life uh, about um, involving someone who's never acted on their instincts. Yeah. But. This is a can weird. You, can you redeem someone like that? Right, anyway, it's a weird so, gray area yeah. when people have never acted on. It's like how when do we? And I actually kind of fall on the thing of like if you're not acting on it, we should probably like make that seem good. Like we should probably actually promote that as like if you have these feelings and you never act on it, that's good. <laughs> like right, that's a right. good thing we that can you've still never get acted you on. Help. It. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's kind of where I fall. It's like you want to reduce the amount of people acting on it, but you know those that is not a common. Opinion. Right, like you know what you're doing is like fundamentally, you know what you're doing is wrong. It is, it is wrong. But your brain is just wired different. Everyone's brain is wired differently. Yeah, and, and I'm please. well. And there's also it's like one of those things where we haven't done research on it either. Right, like please make no mistake. I'm not sitting here trying to justify pedophilia. Well, or, this yeah, that's why I'm it's not. so hard to have these but, conversations. Yeah, but it is. I mean, yeah, we we don't really understand it very well, and I do think that like. But I also, you know, I think that sometimes you can have, like, visions of, like, someone really harms you emotionally. Maybe you have, like, a fantasy of killing them, but that doesn't make you a murderer. Like, sure. you know, no, no, no. there are Absolutely. so many things our brains do that are just, like, you know, just kind of random chaos. Well, and and so it's right. really what we act on that matters to, like, the greater society. And we're learning that, you know, people have these thoughts, these 
dark thoughts, fantasies, whatever. Everybody does. And that's human. And sometimes, and like depending on the situation, sometimes pushing them away can like make them worse. So it's like, it is a complicated, it's super complicated. We haven't really done any research on it. And there's a lot of weird things around it. So there there you go. Yeah. There was a really interesting little um, headspace cartoon actually about this this top not pedophilia but like dark dark thoughts <laughs> oh yeah uh, that was really interesting and i was like oh i guess i hadn't thought about it like that <laughs> when you push away like that like when you push bigger. them away yeah yeah, yeah. it's true it yep. really is true i mean it is and i think that that can like intrusive thoughts and things can sometimes be really helped by being like it's okay to have intrusive th- like it's okay to have certain thoughts and like we I, I i do believe that we should make a big difference between the things we think about and the actual actions we do because when you're ashamed of just the things you think about like we've seen how much damage that can do to society right. like the idea that right. god is like listening to all your thoughts like oh. how many people have been like deeply harmed because of that just, idea <laughs> wa- i was one of them you know yeah. you walk around dragging this ball and chain of guilt and it was like hey guess what you don't have to do that yeah it's not your thoughts are your thoughts are all sorts of random shit i mean like right. if you have a dream about some weird stuff do you really like blame yourself for having that dream mm-hmm. i mean some people might but some like if, you know our yeah. brains just do weird stuff and yeah. that's just how it goes brain we have really weird organic computers in our heads and they do weird stuff yeah they're they're even weirder <laughs> than computers so. yes that's true yeah yeah um but yeah there is yeah. just a lot of chaos so yeah you I know mean, and we at least i don't know if if you know christian's father ever acted on these instincts you know to to make christian the way he was or to make christian the way the way he think he was the way he wanted to be i think he like never met him yeah he just follows him on facebook <laughs> something like that that's in the movie it's like oh i follow him on facebook yeah yeah um but yeah it is like it is i don't think but i really don't think the movie is glorifying pedophilia first of all like it's such a tiny part of the plot yeah there's so much more going on there's also like i don't know it does feel like they are making a distinction between the disabled characters and and that and the dad, like, it's not, it's not like they're all in the same bag. It's like, oh, you could be a pedophile or you could be <laughs> blind. And it's all the same thing. Like, it doesn't feel that way. He still feels mm-hmm. like one of the abled characters. I mean, especially because most yeah. of the villains are abled Our characters. Abled, yes. So, yep. so it yep. does have that, like, and he doesn't. He is not. I think the fact that he is obviously abled and, you know, has this, that he is the character who has pedophile like thoughts and and um and then he is completely abled i think worked well for the movie too because you're like it's obviously not like oh if you're disabled then you're a pedophile you know like right right none of that it's like he's obviously coming from also a privileged place as Mm -hmm. well but yeah i mean it is i i yeah it is weird because it is like a small part of the movie so you're kind of like okay i don't know what to think about it there's, totally but there's just so much more to talk about and right it's and just I, not what you remember about the right, movie all that much right. either and i just think christian's story is much more interesting there are so many more things in his story that are that are interesting more interesting than the pedophilic aspect of it yeah yeah, no, it's definitely, and that's not really that much part of a story. It's just like kind of like having a dysfunctional family unit is more kind of the idea of that whole, the three of them being right, like right. part of that kind of weird, um, yeah, just dysfunctional family unit. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, overall though, okay, we've got a blind character. We've talked about her a little bit, but yep, I mean, yep. do we have other things to say about her? I- 
about Laura, I mean, I, I liked that the, that the movie opened up with her and that the, that it's started out with her story and, and it centered on her story because at least in the, in this crazy world, this world is insane, but in this crazy world, we're at least focusing on something. Laura has a, a disability that we can understand and that we can comprehend and (laughs) then, okay, we've got her. Now let's give her diamonds. Now let's get weirder. Much she's, weirder. She's the gateway, basically, into the movie. There's this shot when her father gives her the diamonds for the first time, and she's lying on her bed, and the camera just starts to move around her, and it just keeps moving and moving and moving and moving and spinning and spinning and spinning. And all you can focus on is those, is those two huge pink diamonds. And you know, and I'm tr- was trying to figure out why. Why are we doing this? Like, why? What does this serve? But having seen the the, the movie now, I th- I think it might have been like a weird, crazy, I don't know, like gateway shot or like portal shot or or something that was supposed. It feels to, that way at the time of that scene, right? Like something that is supposed to disorient you so much that you can come into this world and leave hopefully leave your biases and check your privilege at the door yeah i like that reading yeah and just like be here and observe yeah i think i think that's a good i think that's good i mean it's also kind of a cool shot it is a cool (laughs) shot yeah (laughs) the diamonds wow (laughs) there's probably more i mean i'm like it's one of those things where part of me is like oh i want to know like Oh, I want to come up with all the symbolism for things, but then I'm also like a lot of a lot of times when you're like, oh, there's all the symbolism. It's like probably also the writer like came up with some fun things, but the stuff where you're like, I want to better understand the symbolism. Sometimes it's because the writer didn't like it that. Like it's just like, right. oh, it's a cool shot. Right. Why not? Um, why not have mm-hmm. this cool? Like you know, there it well, has a lot of like meaning. This movie has buried meaning in it, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it also does have things that I think are just weird shots or cool shots or just bizarre thing like some of it probably doesn't have like a very specific allegorical thing i'm always i always want to make allegories out of stuff but i think <laughs> i i like i like your reading of the like spinning around i think that makes that makes sense to me it does have it almost has a it almost feels like you're going into a dream also exactly yeah 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 which it's like the movie is not it's not a dream but it also takes a little bit of the time to we're kind of figure that out right we're, we're kind of working on dream logic a little bit yeah kind of it's like somewhat grounded it's it is grounded in a lot of ways but at the same time there it is there's a fanciful aspect right. to all of it right and i well and that brings that gets me thinking about the pastel colors and stuff i think this some of these things are presented so childlike and innocent uh because it's an easier way to let an adult audience in to process these things. <laughs> yeah. They're seen as natural, maybe. Like, I guess yeah. that's another thing that you like, babe, like that we're all born in a, you know, right. There's some, like that we create biases over time, but the sure, like kind of bias, seeing bias as like a, a part of, uh, a bad consequence of developing in a world that's problematic like you know the idea that babies have less bias they don't right. attribute the well, same kinds of problematic right things. and I mean even Itzia you know she starts the film off serving Samantha and laughing at her yeah because of you know what how she has what she has to do to, to consume food 
and just she's different and disabled and her body is different and oh shouldn't we laugh at her right right but she ends up falling in love with and finding solace in the touch of a blind person of someone who is disabled and fall in love with a disabled person right yeah and like yeah i think there is a lot of the kind of like figuring like coming from innocence and fun, maybe like an like emotional awakening for the different characters mm-hmm. is could be part of it i also i'm remembering now too we have with the we have like isn't the like um what is it called a person who's kind of like the den mother is that what it like where oh like a like madam a, yeah like yeah. A, for the brothel i guess it's a brothel we don't really see many of the other sex workers there yeah no well, um uh, brothel i don't know i guess maybe um but she's like dressed as a princess or a, a fairy i mean a fairy right, princess right. kind of so and yes. then and it's funny because she i think also doesn't she have the uh the condition that like um you know like the free the main characters and freaks that they were siblings that were a married couple in the oh movie. yeah I um think so. and she's like because one of her first lines she's like they're tr- I, she's just like i stopped treating me like a child of 29 years old <laughs> like right yes and yet look at look at like look at how she's presented she's you yeah she's dressed in a fairy princess dress and they're at a brothel like they're at a very adult place and yet and yet people will still come in and see a disabled person and immediately oh i'm gonna tr- i'm gonna infantilize this person right right i'm gonna treat this person differently even though she is an adult with adult desires and wants and needs right right there's that kind of like it is interesting to like that is kind of a commentary on infantilization i think definitely um yeah, it is interesting. But yeah, the combination, also the fact, yeah, that we do have a fairy princess and a unicorn and a, and a, a mermaid. And, and yeah. like, there is a lot of, like, yeah, just kind of... Um, pink, it, pink bears. Oh, yeah, the pink bear. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess every story has its own kind of, like, baby not baby but like youthful mythical creature like something you associate with young children yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um but then but then all of them are extremely adult stories that Mm -hmm. go into Mm -hmm. very adult issues that are not like so none of them feel like they're children in them well and to wander over to another movie for a second or two no matter what you no matter what problems you have with the shape of water i'm i'm here to say (laughs) there's definitely problems with it but that's what i really appreciated about what guillermo del toro had to say about eliza and eliza's character is she is he is telling a fairy tale eliza is a fairy princess but eliza is an adult woman with desire with you know with wants with needs yeah and i that's awesome that's amazing seeing a character like that yeah, which I haven't seen it, so I have no comment. It's um, so good. I love it. It's so problematic, but it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is interesting why I'm trying to figure out the infantilizing this movie, it just didn't feel, it felt weirdly like it was purposeful in the way of, like, commenting on infantilization. It had, I guess it kind of, like, I mean, maybe satire is kind of what it felt like. Mm-hmm. It was just, but it it is weird, like, because I was like, 
I kind of was just like, I would be more mad about this if it wasn't for the fact that the movie is definitely not doing this to infantilize Mm -hmm. them. There's definitely more of like a, you know, and I think even like wearing the costume of like the bear, there Mm -hmm. is that like push and pull of like the outside world sees me as a child toy and or like a children's per like not an actual adult and then inside i'm going <laughs> it's a very adult thing to be like i'm going through in vitro dealing with like my yeah, child is gonna have this yeah you know same disability as i do and even though that's like you know whatever some people is, think that's a problem she is like fuck right yeah. because they want you know oh she's the star of the children's tv show she should that's you know that's who she should be in real life and i'm like guess what um there's only one mr rogers you know <laughs> like i'm pretty sure everybody on sesame street has lives right, and, right. They're does, and engages and, in adult things. Right, you know? right. And she and, has just a very adult story. Right. And it's I'm, like I, about money. and Yeah. And I'm not saying Mr. Rogers acted like he did on the TV show all the time. Like he was an adult person. He had, you know, he had adult he had an adult life but still he was like what you saw on tv is kind of what you got with him that's why he was such an extraordinary person well and and she isn't even like really the adult character within a tv like she is Mm -hmm. just playing a bear that's like supposed to be a stand-in for a child so it's like it's even more severe of like she's supposed to be well and and her body is it could be considered very childlike well especially if you completely cover every part of her sure yeah and and that's and i think that that is like a metaphor of like the outside world sees this and inside mm-hmm. you're this and 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 that I think that's pretty that's more you know actually making a good like commentary on the problem of infantilization instead of just being infantilizing mm-hmm. and I think that this the re- like because I always get pissed off something feels like infantilization and something I definitely look for when I watch these movies so the fact that this did not ring those bells for me like because I was wondering if it was going to and then it just didn't because I was like okay we have a weird like all these pastels like really <laughs> from the beginning I was like okay um <laughs> but it did in the end like the more the movie goes on the less it feels problematic mm-hmm. which is says something good about the movie definitely I, there's <laughs> just there's just so much here there yeah. is so many layers there is so much going on and I think if you're a disabled person, you're going to get so much out of this movie. And if you're an abled person, you're going to get a completely different set of things yeah. out of this movie. Same for queer. Or same for queer for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and then you come together and you talk about it. And it's amazing because I think everybody will have a um, – I, I think because everybody will have a different reading of this movie, it's so many – it sparks so many conversations. Yeah. I, I, this movie is incredible. It's definitely it's, – It's amazing worth checking out if there it, i mean i guess from hearing this discussion you probably have a sense of the kinds of things in it i mean i don't want to like because i think i mean i think because we have a character that doesn't that has a disability that's completely made up and not real at all sure. like part of me is yeah. like if that's weird to you it's like that's not about ableism because it is a very bizarre and like there's something like i did sometimes get kind of like freaked out by that oh, like yeah. animation or not yeah. animation but like the prosthetics or of whatever course. i could not stop staring at her i like yeah Openly it was hard staring for me at not her. To. and i'm trying i'm trying to figure out what is going on and and then you kind of sort of get it i guess maybe i'm just slow and it took me longer to get it or oh, whatever yeah. but i'm just like wait 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 like wait wait <laughs> 
Yeah. What is happening? I got it pretty early on, but yeah, it is like, it is, there's something very, I have a weird thing where I do not like when people put body parts in places or not. Oh, sure. Like, I'm fine with people not having body parts. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, there's something weird about when they're like. Like a butt for a face. Yeah, a butt for a face. Exactly. Like something that would like, there, it is kind of funny because everyone with a real disability did not hit me the same way right because i'm like oh it's just like part of how humanity looks right um but like i think i think that's where because the the point the film is making is about you know everyone is beautiful and you're you should be comfortable and love yourself in your own skin and and i think that's where the satire comes in we're with her character we're taking it to the end right right, that's not real right but she still finds love in the end she still comes away with a with a relationship yeah with, with someone who loves her for for her probably hopefully for her ernesto i mean i, on, I, be- I believe in him <laughs> okay i think i i didn't i mean you know i i think it's interesting the conversation we had around him but i also i don't know i i i fell for him and i thought it was kind of like it was i did think it was kind of sweet that they wound up together and yeah like that i mean i was just like one of those things where it was like kind of a dumb movie plotting thing where right there and i was like oh he's on the same bridge so he's gonna also they're gonna sure. like fight each other yeah. you know like there's yeah. like this moment of just like oh yeah i guess that makes perfect sense we've been building up to this like duh but like at the same time there was something that just kind of worked of like oh, that's really nice that like that someone who has just been told that, like, because she has been told that there's something deeply wrong with her, that she's someone to be ridiculed, and, like, that her body is not her own, and she doesn't have this agency, and Arnesa was not doing that, like, to Anna. No, he, like, true. Even if he might have been fetishizing her, he really just had a lot of reverence for her as well, mm-hmm. and so it was not a feeling of, like, it wasn't in the same way, and, and sh- you know... It, it felt like a genuine, like, I respect you and love the way you look kind of thing. And so I think you have a character also who wants to be loved for the way that she looks as well. Like, and I think Anna didn't have that drive as much. She, like, kind of just didn't care. She was like, whatever, I don't like, you don't need to like me because I have, my face is different or mm-hmm. not. Like, I'm, but she did, you know, I think when she was confronted with the idea that it could be a fetish, that that freaked her out. But I, I, I felt that he was more made for Samantha because she wanted someone who was going to like she wanted someone who's going to love her because of the way she looked right not just in spite of it and so there was kind of like oh that's great like I was actually did appreciate that as a couple I thought that was sweet like it felt like it kind of like they were the right match for each other in the end like for both of them like that it, it and I don't know it is always just really nice to like have a even though her disability does not exist it's still like it's just nice to have an able disabled couple where it's not like you know it's it's some I mean it's complicated but it's also uncomplicated right well and it comes it comes down it comes down to attraction again like phys- physically Ernesto is attracted to disabled people or you know or Samantha because of her disability but at least you know there's there should be more than that too right you know? and we don't and we kind of cut from We're, them right. like we don't know. looking at yeah. each other to them like making, making out, out. So, yeah. Yeah. so there is definitely stuff in between that we don't know about there having there literally has to be they're in a different place so there obviously something <laughs> happened um but yeah so i think that that because we get that jump cut, I just assumed that they were like in between that, you know, sure. Ernesto got to yeah. know her as yeah. well for her. Like, I think 
you know, that, that I bought. And, and, you know, maybe he didn't. I guess we don't really have any way to know one way or the other in the movie. But, but it just seems like they... They're, they they're just had a kindred spirit kind of thing like okay. it just yeah. that was kind of how yeah. I read it and and I could imagine them you know I mean you start with attraction in whatever way that happens and then you build a relationship off of that and so if we cut to them meeting and then later on she was like you're mean I don't like you like I don't enjoy being around you or something you know that it's like that <laughs> that did not work out you know like their their personalities did not work out well you start mm-hmm. with the, even if it starts with just a like attraction that's not you know that's whatever that's very materialistic and just about the way she looks um which is not the way he looks which is a different good queer disabled movie yep. um that we watch on this podcast um but, but it, it, he, always, it always comes back to the way he always looks. especially always. when we watch movies we like with a lot written by queer people um but yeah but i i think that you know you have to believe that because you know especially because she has had like really terrible situations where she's ridiculed i don't know i just thought that she would want to be with him if not because he was like fetishized if it really just seemed like he was fetishizing her and had no interest in being with her as for who she was I I bought that her character would not want that like because she just didn't want her I don't think she wanted like the way she the way she looked to be to be completely like defining Mm -hmm. her she just wanted Mm -hmm. to be part of who she was that she didn't have to hide it and they will find ways to uh to be physical obviously and yeah. they will adapt right which is a couple also, i did kind of i mean i yeah. like that too that had yeah. a very queer ending yeah there's a lot of queer endings there you it is i liked how it did definitely play both identities i think from this podcast when we watch movies we like i'm like oh yeah i guess there's a lot like there's a lot of overlap and just the emotional thing of disability and queerness like there is a there's just a lot of shared trauma i think Mm -hmm. as groups Mm -hmm. i mean and you know both of us (laughs) are part of like groups so you know but i and i think that it definitely there's there's some there's a lot of overlap but yeah it works it works oh totally i mean oddly enough I don't necessarily know if I can put this on like my self care movies list. It's a little like, too. I don't know. It's it's a little. Bizarre. It's a it's a little it's a little bizarre. But damn, I I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> this is something that I I want to come back to. I do want to watch it again and see what I find. What you know, see if I see or notice anything more. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah, it isn't. I was actually like, I was like, oh, there's so much to talk about with this, but also I don't even know how to. I think we've done a good job. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, do we want to rate it? I feel like oh, we're. Oh, we should. Probably yeah, yeah. Do that. Um, yeah. Uh, I. Or actually, you want to go first? Sure, 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 sure. Um, shoot. I mean, I loved it, and I think the conversation that we we've had has been amazing. So, uh, yeah, I think this is sitting at a twenty five hundred for me. Nice, honestly. I it's it's up there. It there's just there's nothing like this. I've I've <laughs> never seen. I've never true. felt so <laughs> seen and yeah. validated and worthy and beautiful in a in a. I can't even say in a weird way. You know, when when all, all my life I've been, you know shamed basically i mean the the doctors when you know when bribery wouldn't work it's they started to shame me you know because anyway that's yeah. a that's a very long story but th- this is just so the a complete opposite of that 
and it was just an amazing experience and I had to go to the shower and have a nice good cry so yeah thanks um, <laughs> 2500 I was gonna give it 2400 but actually hearing that I'm gonna give it 2500 as well <laughs> um I'm just really happy that I got to provide this in your life <laughs> Um, that's really awesome. I mean, I, I just, I do think this is a really, really cool movie. I mean, you know, we watch a lot of stuff that's really problematic on this podcast. So obviously at this point, we're kind of like, sometimes I'm like, but we're, you know, we're coming into everything being like, assuming it's gonna be the worst thing in the world. But I still think that this is, yeah, it definitely rises above still, even, even with, you know, even like controlling for our (laughs) lowered expectations. I do think it rises above like what it could be doing, you know, and I, I mean, I love, I love satire and I love weird shit it definitely it it me felt too, like too. a john waters <laughs> yes! was that comparison i saw online that's also great. like um, that's a really good comparison uh, uh uh john cameron mitchell yeah 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 um i, I yeah it definitely has a it, it there's a it has a queer celebratory feeling and also i just yeah and a really nice disabled celebratory feeling which you know i think that we do see more queer media and so i always get excited when i'm like maybe it does take more queer people to like make that like do which you know there is a lot of overlap so yeah maybe we do just and need queer writers who right. are also disabled and this movie is incredibly short it, yeah, it's it will, really short. It will take nothing. Like it, it is not that much of, out of your day that you have to give over. Yeah, it's very short. Yeah, it is. It is like an hour and seventeen minutes. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. yeah. So it's definitely it is, and it's something that though I will tell you, it will stick with you a little oh, bit more. So that, yeah, that is something to Most keep in mind. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, but I I definitely recommend it, and um. Yeah, just uh, go go watch it for yourself. Um, and if you speak like uh, Portuguese, German, Italian, French, or, Spanish. or something <laughs> Spanish, yeah, as well as Spanish, obviously, because it is in <laughs> Spanish. But it, uh, for some reason, on Netflix, it's like dubs in like six different uh, like languages, European languages, and not in um, English. But but uh, the subtitles were not too bad. No, they they were fine. Yeah, they were fine. So. Yeah. Anyway, that yeah, there you go. That's pieles, pieles, pieles. Okay, or pieles. Oh wait, can I do the list? Pieles. Well, do would you have the list on the S? Um, pieles. Yeah, pieles? you can have it on the last okay. S. Pieles. Yeah, pieles. Okay, pieles? okay. Yeah. We're well, uh, you know, Melissa's well, slightly more qualified, but yeah, no, of course we're we're <laughs> totally native, not. we're native English speakers. We are, <laughs> and we have uh, yeah, not 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 totally fluent in any other languages yeah, either no. of us, but um, uh, yeah. So that that was that's that movie. Um, <laughs> I can go first for my blindsided by sure. Um, uh, because mine is just kind of a silly thing, but I just updated my iPhone and whoop there whoop. is a, which usually is, uh, makes me cry because it's something mm. stupid has happened usually I when I do that. But this time there is actually uh, like a feature that is cool, which is that built into the like... Um, the typing uh, feature in at all, you in any context, if once you have a keyboard, you can select an option just part of the iOS it's not even accessibility feature to recognize text and so you can just like use it to 
like camera just turns on and so you can just put it next to text which is so it's like built oh, in uh, like ocr which is oh my really god awesome. i well, i need to try this oh yeah, my god yeah that's so amazing it is like a very seriously new, yeah it's a very new version of the it actually my iphone was like do you want to update to the like 14 point something because so, it's like 15.0.2 so it's like really really new and so they okay. like were because i just updated like last week to 14 point something yeah something. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly it was like automatically doing that and then it was like yeah but 15 is there but it was like it's i guess it's like because it's really it's, it's a whole new it's another redesign so it's right, a right. huge download which it's not yeah. that big of a difference which i mean the notifications are weird and i have to mm-hmm. like play around with it but um you know it's always about playing around with things but so far it's actually not been bad so i will for now i'm gonna recommend it but that the built-in ocr is really cool um and a great accessibility feature and it's cool uh, that it's not even like considered an accessibility feature because anyone could use it it's very helpful that's brilliant well you know what i'm just gonna piggyback right off of yours nice because uh, uh, i definitely have absolutely been blindsided by what happened this week um uh, i uh <laughs> i will be working for apple <laughs> <laughs> oh my god now we're a pro apple I podcast know, i know i can't i can't say anything uh yeah i can't well i can't say much but yes i will be working for them um it's gonna be super fun and crazy and i can't wait uh and i'm gonna talk to a lot of people and i'm really super excited and i want to be the the accessible accessible technology uh, yeah, I want to be excessive too, but I want to be—I want to be the accessible technology person. I—I I want to be that person that someone can point to and go, "Yep, she knows the answer to that question." So nice. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I—I I hope I wish you all the excessive and accessibility. <laughs> no. Um, that is awesome. Congrats again. I've told you congrats off mic. Thank you. But, thank you. you know. now, um, now it's official. <laughs> We're podcast official. Yes, podcast oh, official. <laughs> Whatever the hell that noise was. <laughs> yeah. And now we will never actually, uh, that's why I said we are now a pro Apple. Apple is gone. Apple does nothing wrong. <laughs> we'll never speak ill of our overlords. <laughs> of our overlords. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this is the um, podcast. What are we watching next week, Melissa? Right, right. Well, next week we are doing uh, the... 2020 classic love weddings and other disasters I it's from 2020 i didn't know it was that recent i think it was released in 2020 really or something yeah this is That's what it says yeah i see that and it 2020 because your your roommate your old roommate my old roommate this recommended is it. yes this is one that she recommended to us so it's going to be terrible um yes but we i guess i wonder if there are multiple ones but they have the same plot because the one in 2020 does say that it has a blind character so i don't know um but yeah yep strap in it's it's the fun misadventures of diane keaton and jeremy irons i mean jeremy irons is here so i'm good i'll be i'm excited i'm i'm looking forward to it this is this is a good like um the funny thing is we record this couple weeks in advance so it's like we're done with our scary movies but in reality we'll be recording this like right on halloween but then it won't come out until like two weeks (laughs) later so oh my god (laughs) but i am still looking forward to it because scary movies i i could do four or five and then i'm done for the year so i'm i'm excited um i understand i understand yeah Uh, yeah but that is streaming on stars if you want to watch along with us or i'm sure you can rent it on on any of the usual suspects too yeah come come back next week maybe it'll be just as good as the movie we watched this week i highly 
doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> um, our theme song is by Luigi Pisano. Our YouTube is Citizen White Cane Podcast. Our Twitter is White Cane Pod. Our Facebook and our Instagram are both Citizen White Cane. Our email address is citizenwhitecanepod at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voice message, there's a link in the show notes. What's your favorite pastel color and why? And what uh, disability that doesn't exist would you create for a satirical? It's not. It's not dystopian. Just a dark comedy, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, I don't know. Have you seen uh, what is it called? Again? What are we yeah, just... No, no, no. The weddings. Uh... Oh yeah. Have you seen love weddings and other disasters? Yeah. Should we avoid it? Yeah. And uh, let us know when we've already recorded the episode. We would. We still want to hear your voice. Um... <laughs> Um, and come uh, come back next week to uh, to find out what the if it's bad if the movie's bad if your roommate was actually a genius and and you're just bad mouthing her on the podcast for no good reason. Oh, it's okay. We can say that because she does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> and also, uh, all hail our Apple overlords. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>